Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. This week's episode is a little bit shorter than usual, and it's also a very different format than usual because my guest this week is actually interviewing me. So Reverend Stephen Harper from Simons Valley United Church in Calgary has been exploring this world of digital ministry and experimenting with how technology can be used to take church outside the four walls of a sanctuary and create new ways for people to engage and participate in a community of faith by live streaming a Sunday morning worship service. Stephen's church in Calgary has been doing some really cool things like using iPads as a form of a very affordable video camera and streaming live to some of their community members through Facebook Live. Uh, we first learned about Stephen's work about three years ago when Basha United Church here and the Pinocchio United Church started to explore the idea of a partnership together. And we had a lot to learn from each other then. So this past week, when Stephen asked if he could stop here in Basha and record a conversation with me for his podcast, I was obviously very interested. And I asked if we could also use the same recording to post as an episode on our podcast. And Stephen was totally up for that. So we had a great time catching up, talking about technology, talking about the future of the church. And Stephen had some really great questions for me that steered our conversation about how this Six Ways from Sunday podcast and the Rising Spirit Ministry partnership came into being and how it's been going over the last few years. Thanks again for joining me this week on the podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed this conversation between myself and Stephen. Hello, Ben. Hi, Stephen. It's good to see you again. You as well. It's been a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. been a couple years. I think, you know, if I was kind of going back, and I think it was maybe early 2017, does that sound right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I, I was just trying to figure out how long it's been since we started Rising Spirit Ministry. Yeah. And we're coming up on three years. Whoa. Yeah. So that would be about right. Because when I saw you, it had just started up and that would have been almost about three years ago. Yeah. Early 2017. Yeah. That's right. Well, Rising Spirit is what we're here to talk about today. It's so exciting. When I think of cutting edge, when I think of folks that are doing, you know, everything right for the digital future that we live in, I always think of you all in Basha and, and Pinoka. <laughs> well, we're we're honored to hold that place in your in your mind. I hope we live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell me about what brought about Rising Spirit. Okay, and just kind of what Rising Spirit is. Yeah, what it is, and and what precipitated the thought process yeah. that made you think like we have to do something different here. For sure. Well, like most rural. Um, faith communities and most rural churches, including United Church um, Pastoral Charges, we in Basha here faced many of the same challenges that everyone faces with um, declining size of congregation and the, the offering plate is always a, always a stress for, for people who are in leadership in churches. And so we, we wanted to make sure that we were doing something before it was an emergency situation. So in Basha here, the Basha United Church, uh, we have a wonderful minister, Reverend Robin King, and he's been here for over 10 years, I think now. And so we, we, we were in a position where we were, we were really a healthy congregation, a healthy size, financially we were healthy, but so it wasn't responding to like, oh no, what, what are we gonna do now, we're stuck. It was more looking into the future as our congregation is mm -hmm. aging, 
Um, and as demographics are kind of shifting and uh, we know that we're a low income, small rural community, we want to make sure that we're embracing opportunities that might be coming along before it's a matter of, you know, do or die. Right. And along this, around the same time, so 2016, 2017, the Pinocchio United Church uh, was in need of a full-time minister. And they were kind of exploring, you know, can we afford a full-time minister? Should we be looking at a part-time minister? What What are we going to do moving forward and going into the future? Right. And they were in more of a position where we got to do something right away or it's going to be, you know, really dire. Oh. So um, they kind of approached us in Basha and the two boards uh, started having some conversations about, you know, what are some things that we could maybe do to work together since we're so close geographically. So Pinocchio and, and Basha are only 30 miles apart, about a 35-minute drive mm-hmm. from church to church. Uh, I'm sure Robin could tell you exactly how many <laughs> minutes it is in seconds because he does the drive uh, very frequently. Yeah. But um, so, and I actually grew up in Pinocchio. So oh, the Pinocchio okay. United Church was my home church right. as, a, as a kid. Huh. I have so many great memories of growing up in that church. And so, um, but you know, it wasn't just Robin and I that wanted to see this work and see it work for everybody. Everyone from both uh, from the Pinocchio board and the Basha's board uh, sat down together. We kind of alternated having meetings <laughs> in Basha and driving to, to Pinocchio and meeting with them there. And just br- kind of brainstorming and just mm. discussing, like, what are some ways that we could take what we have, take what you guys have, and mesh our needs and our and our assets and our strengths and our resources. Right. And we eventually came to the uh, this conclusion that, well, uh, there is a way that we could share our full-time minister and reduce the cost for both churches of having that uh, that full-time minister, but still have him present in both churches every week through live streaming. Right. So Rising Spirit Ministry was born as a way to um, to provide uh, that ministerial uh, position right. to both churches every Sunday, not just having to, you know, alternating. Alternate. Or, yeah. So we do alternate where Robin goes back and forth between the two churches. But he's still And there. then on the Sunday where he's not with us, we bring him in on the big screen through live streaming. So both churches have the equipment and personnel trained now to to run the, the booth uh, um, where we've got a camera that follows Robin around and sound system and then in the other church a projection system to put them up on the big screen. Right. So we've been doing it, like I said, almost three years now. And um, actually, surprisingly, it was very well received even right from the beginning. We thought that the first few months would be some growing pains of like getting people uh, on board. Right. There were some technolo- technology growing pains for sure. And even now there's once in a while a little glitch or something that goes wrong that you have to troubleshoot on the fly, uh, as with anything. But uh, we were both, both boards and, and both congregations were really surprised at how just flexible people are and how quickly people adapted to the change. Right. And so when people kind of hear that story, I'm sure some of them are thinking, well, that's just a two-point charge. But it's not really, is it? No, it's it's not. It's something completely different. Yeah, in fact, um, we were not even part of the same presbytery. Right. So yeah, the, this would have been so, in the old system. Yeah. So we kind up. of broke. Yeah. The, yeah we, exactly. So we kind of broke the mold in a few ways. Um, Basha United Church is part of the Coronation was part of Coronation Presbytery, 
and then Pinocchio was part of Red Deer Presbytery. Right. So we kind of went a little bit rogue. <laughs> we we had these meetings, um, not in secret or anything, but just kind of, you know, this isn't a normal thing to do to combine two pastoral charges from different presbyteries mm-hmm. and to all of a sudden start sharing a minister. So we found a way to do it. And now, of course, the, the we were living under a different structural model of the church anyway. But... Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting to see just how that could work. Yeah, and to to bridge that the gap and yeah. make it work for both churches. Now Bashaw and Calgary are in the same region. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so great. Yeah. So when you kind of look at it, is is the Rising Spirit kind of umbrella the original idea to kind of bring the two churches together, or did you have the idea right from the beginning that under that umbrella it's going to be much more? Because well, there's a number of things that you do. Yeah, that we'll so talk that's about a great minute. segue. Yeah. So basically, the the idea of creating Rising Spirit Ministry was that it was it was a partnership. So Rising Spirit Ministry is is a new model for ministry that exists as a partnership between the Pinocchio United Church, the Bashi United Church, and then since we were streaming, we thought, why not create or attempt to create uh, sort of an online congregation or an online community of faith that could be the third leg of that three-legged stool mm-hmm. of the Rising Spirit ministry. So right. Rising Spirit is a partnership between Pinoka, Basha, and the third piece being our online ministry, which we called Six Ways from Sunday. Okay, yeah. yeah. Tell me about Six Ways from Sunday. Okay, so Six Ways from Sunday was born kind of right in the early days of Rising Spirit ministry as... Um, just a way to try to reach out to people who maybe have never been to the Basha or Pinocchio United Church. Maybe they've never been to any United Church. Right. Uh, as soon as you're online, you really, you can reach anyone in the world, right? So yeah. we thought, well, let's use what we know from uh, a few of us on, on the team that kind of formed with a few people from Basha, a few people from Pinocchio. We created this kind of management team to kind of manage Rising Spirit Ministry. And a few of us had a background in... Um, uh, in social media, kind of using social media to build communities and to, to do things like marketing campaigns and stuff like that. So we knew mm-hmm. a little bit about how, what works and what doesn't work <laughs> using social media to, to draw people together, to create campaigns, to, to build community. Yeah. And we thought uh, we're creating all this content by streaming a sermon every week. What could we do that would offer something to people that maybe either aren't comfortable walking into a church building right. or, or they've maybe had a bad experience and have decided that, you know, church isn't for me. Or um, when we polled people and, and just had informal conversation with a lot of people in our communities, we discovered that there are a lot of people who, who basically would say something along the lines of, well, I really like the idea of going to church and I, and I used to go to church, right. but I'm so busy that it doesn't really fit into my life anymore. And so they, there's, there's, there's a want there or there's a, a need there to, f- to kind of fulfill that, uh, offer them some, some spiritual nourishment on sure. an ongoing basis, but they're just not sure how to schedule it in or they've got hockey on Sunday mornings or, or whatever. Yeah. And so, I mean, in Basha, we've looked at things like having church on a weeknight and we we do things, uh, we'll do like a, a monthly weeknight service and we just call it gathering. Okay. So we'll hold a, hold a gathering night where we'll have some live music and Robin will handpick a few uh, kind of motivational or inspirational videos that fit uh, a certain theme for that month. 
And those are fabulous. And 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 they'll draw people that are a totally different group than right. who not the same congregation. Totally different group yeah. than the people yeah. who come on a Sunday morning. Yeah. But we thought you know, there there are those type of people that are they're seeking for yeah. for something and they get something out of out of church, but maybe can't just fit church into their into their life on an ongoing like on a on a regular basis. Right. So something like Six Ways from Sunday being an online community of faith would give them the, that opportunity to either participate live from their home. Maybe they're a snowbird um, sure. yeah. who's in Arizona and just wants to kind of stay connected to their home church. Yeah. Or maybe it's someone who's, like I said, never been part of a physical church family, but um, they want to either participate live like on the Sunday morning or they can, because it's archived, they can watch it whenever whenever they have the free time, right? Yeah. Well, we live in a 24-7 world, don't we? Yeah, we and, really do. And we don't even have that rhythm in our communities anymore for people. It's your, You have the smartphone and you're connected, whether yeah. you like it or not. You're yeah. answering emails at 10, at 10 p.m. and it just goes from there. And so having it available is a, is a really great idea. Now, it seems like there's a lot of complex technical issues that might go along with this, especially the services between Pinoka and Bashaw going live. Yeah. How did that go? Did it, has it been okay? Has you know, it, it was easier than I thought it would be. We looked into all the different live video streaming services and platforms and devices and equipment that are, and really you can spend a fortune and you can bring in a uh, an audio video company and they'll tell you you might need all the you know tens of thousands of dollars worth of live video switching uh, devices and cameras and lights and everything and and we were really fortunate that um, we had a couple people on like I said both Pinoka and Basha who knew enough about uh, some of the technology pieces that we were able to find a way to do it really cheap and quite simple. So my background is in video production. In Pinocchio, we've got someone named Graham who's a computer wizard, and he knew about some open source uh, live streaming uh, software that we were able to use that was completely free. Mm. So um, yeah, by just, like I said, brainstorming and coming together with the knowledge that we had and doing a bit of research, we were able to set it up at very low uh, initial cost, like we were able to get a, an HD camera in both churches for a couple hundred bucks on each end. Yeah. You basically need a just a, a regular PC computer on each end mm-hmm. to handle the, the streaming. This uh, free open source software that we use takes the video stream and audio stream and, and puts it uh, sends it through to YouTube. And then um, on the receiving end, we're just tapping into that YouTube live feed and bringing it up on, a, on the projector. Wow. Putting it out through the sound system and and it works great. That sounds very doable because I think one of the things that scares a lot of uh, communities of faith away is the fact that they think it'll be exorbitantly expensive mm-hmm. to get started, let alone the technical issues. But the the cost. I mean, a lot of churches just don't have the funds to kind of pull together yeah. a want list, a wish list of t- technology. But it sounds like. You all did it for maybe less than $500 a church, it sounds like. Well, it would have been a little higher than that. We did upgrade our computer. So, like, we basically bought a whole new computer system in right. Basha. I think Pinoka might have 
purchased a new laptop um, on their end. So yeah, like a few thousand dollars maybe, right. um, but it wasn't like the 10, 20, $30,000 budget that we thought we were gonna need to pull together to, to just get started. Right. Um, and I and I think, I mean, and that was three years ago. It's probably totally different now, <laughs> right, of what's available. Yeah. I think there's ways that you can also experiment and trial some of these ideas using even something like an iPhone. Yeah. You know, like especially with a lot of the churches that need these types of solutions the most, they're congregations of tw- 10 and 20 people, maybe yeah. 30 people. Yeah. And so when you're gathering in, in, in an intimate, small group like that, you can try things and experiment with things that are really low-hanging fruit. Like Everybody, well, a lot of people have iPhones. Yeah. So it's already there if you can just... You Honestly, know. our biggest uh, our biggest hurdle, I think, Stephen, was um, internet speed. Right. So, and that's something that's also common to a lot of rural communities. But in Pinocchio, they had um, some better options than what we had here in Basha. Basha's a lot smaller. We're a town of... 850 people. Pinocchio's around 6,000, I think. So in Basha, we checked with all the different internet service providers, and the fastest upload speed we could get was one megabit per second. One. And and that's what they post on their website as what this is what we can give you when you when <laughs> I, I can show you my computer and I'll average maybe 0.3 megabits per second right. to a lot of people that number doesn't mean anything yeah. it, I think the magic number I've heard is about five that yeah you need minimum that, kind of, that's kind of yeah. what Graham told me from yeah. Pinocchio and and we found that to be pretty pretty true yeah. and there was no way that we could find we could get five in Basha except for using um, a device that connects to a cell tower Oh. So we took uh, so we, like data. Yeah, so wow. we're just using data, and so we use a, a little. It's through Bell. We have a, it's called a Turbo Hub, and that just sits under the under the computer desk, and t- connects to the the cell tower a couple blocks away. We get. Um, I mean, depending on where you are in town, you'll get different kind of speeds, right? But we just happen to be in a spot where we get really good uh, connection to the tower with this device, and it's lightning fast. It's like oh. twenty or twenty five megabits per second um, up and down so the data is not really cheap but because we're only streaming a couple times a month right you know when we're on the receiving end we're downloading but we're only uploading a couple times a month um, and even if you look at the download and upload all totaled four services a month on average we're it's very affordable mm-hmm. it truly is like it's cheaper than pulpit supply to pay to pay for the data yeah yeah, when you think of it that way, um, that it's a bargain. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah, because a pulpit supply is around two hundred dollars a month now, isn't it? Something like that. I'm not sure, but I'd, I guess it depends from area to area. Depending. Yeah, on. I'm sure it would vary. Yeah, but our yeah, I think our data bill is like seventy to ninety dollars a month. Wow, huh? This is very doable. So and and you're paying for internet anyway. Yeah. So if you were paying, you know, forty bucks a month for for crappy cheap internet. To right. pay a hundred bucks a month for really fast internet and be able to do these things. So like, has that replaced the internet at the church, or well, is that just for the streaming project? We at first we were th- we were thinking it would replace it, and then we decided that if we let everyone connect to that, then the data is going to go through the roof. Right. So we kept the really slow, <laughs> cheaper internet that had a higher data limit mm-hmm. in place, mm-hmm. and then when when because we have a lot of people coming into our into our church here in Basha every week with all the different things going on outside of a Sunday service. We've got um, a local uh, musical theater production company that 
uh, comes like a community theater group, sorry, that comes in and has rehearsals three days a week. Oh, okay. And so you've got all these teenagers with their iPhones. Yeah. They want to connect to Wi-Fi. And right. we've got um, these gathering nights that I mentioned. We've got seniors groups that come in. We've got Bible studies sometimes or book uh, study groups that come in and um, uh, yoga sometimes or, or other events. So there's a lot going on in the church probably on average four or five days a week at least. And it's nice to be able to tell people that, yeah, you can connect to the Wi-Fi, but without <laughs> racking up the data charges on the yeah. on the Turbo Hub. So huh. we've kept both in place. So you've you've done um, three years now. You've, you've into it mm. three years. And uh, obviously both congregations are happy with the experience. Yeah, we actually just had a meeting of our management team. So a few people from Pinocchio came over here to Basha to have a meeting uh about a month ago, maybe. And the first thing we discussed was, how's it going on your end? <laughs> and we talked about our experience and yeah. everyone kind of went around the table and said, you know, we haven't been hearing any complaints. The, you know, once in a blue moon that, that something, the internet craps out or the laptop crashes or something like uh, unplanned happens. Um, we know how to navigate that. We've got leadership, you know, in place on both ends. So mm-hmm. when, when Robin's in Pinocchio, we have a lay person lead the service uh, in Basha and vice versa, so they do the same in Pinoka. And if something happens where we lose the stream, which very rarely happens, right? then we, you've got two really easy solutions. Is Number one, just pull up an archived sermon from a year ago or six months ago that people didn't just hear recently, you know? Yeah. Or uh, we also have uh, Robin writes a weekly blog and he usually uses that blog as the basis for his sermon each Sunday. Okay. So it's kind of the, the building blocks for his sermon. So he'll take, um, you know, a three or four page blog and he'll expand that by Sunday. He's kind of, it's been rolling around in his head and he's expanded that into a 16, 17 minute sermon. But if we absolutely have to, and we have done this, um, the, the lay person who's leading the service pulls out that kind of backup plan, pulls out that blog and and reads that as the sermon. Wow. And so that gives you a maybe a 10-minute sermon. Sure. So yeah. it, it only impacts the length of the whole service by maybe five minutes. Right. Um, and it still gets the message that fits that week's um, scripture readings and hymn selections and everything perfectly. Right. It's just not the full live sermon that maybe Robin was giving in the other church. Right. And that church is still... Still getting Still getting him because yeah. they're live. So yeah. it's it's impacting a few people in a small way, maybe once a year. Right. When you have to do that. Wow. So that's pretty good. I mean, because there's factors that impact every church once a year. Well, I mean, yeah. you could have church canceled because the power was out. Yeah. Or your minister couldn't get there because of a blizzard. Yeah. So it's or really no different than or, that. Or, yeah. yeah. Right. It's yeah. You know, when you put it in that context, yeah. it's really no different. Nothing to be afraid of. No, it's certainly not. So you said we had three pillars. Uh, so the two churches are two of the pillars. And then and Six, then ways, six from ways from Sunday. Sunday is so third. how is Six Ways from Sunday developing? Are you getting it's, the response online that you had hoped for? Well, one of the things that's been helping us build that online community has been our own podcast. So yeah. we do a weekly podcast. There's This summer I've been... So I host, host that podcast and I've been really busy this summer. So there's been some weeks that I missed. But I think we're on episode 27 or 28 for this year. Mm-hmm. And this is our second year doing it. So we've got almost 70 episodes of the podcast wow. in total over yeah. a couple of years. So there's not a lot of weeks that we've missed. And... 
Um, and that's really grown our audience because we've we've realized that uh, you have to give people options. Mm. And so the live streaming where they come in and watch the whole service for the hour at 10.30 on a Sunday morning is one way that people can, can uh, receive that. They can also watch the archive of it. We also take that hour-long... Uh, YouTube video of this the live stream and we edit that down to just the 17 or so minutes of just the sermon so if people want to go through and oh I haven't come to church in a few weeks I'm just going to go and watch the just the sermon yeah. and not listen to everyone singing hymns and every, you know, the whole service but just this just the sermons that's an option then Robin's blog is another way of reaching out to that community right and then now with this podcast that's another option for people that um, can fit that in, but maybe aren't interested in some of the other ones. Right. So, um, yeah, we've kind of taken that shotgun approach, and that has helped us to build the Six Waves from Sunday pr- online presence into um, a wider impact or reaching more people. Yeah. It's not. I my my thoughts are that it's an it's a larger and larger online community all the time. It gets growing in terms of how many people we're reaching. What isn't happening still as much as I would like is it turning into an online community in the sense of those people who are part of that online community being connected to each other. Right. So you have a lot of people that are being reached by the our message that we're broadcasting out. Yeah. But in terms of community building uh, where people are connecting to each other and like, you know, sharing thoughts or having discussion yeah. person to person within that online community that's kind of the the nut that we're still trying to crack. Mm. So is that more a technological limitation or a social limitation? That's a great question. I, in my mind, it's the technology is there. I mean, we, we all use social media every day. Right. And we use social media to discuss the election or to discuss what's going on with climate change protests. or to, You know, like we're, we're, we're constantly pulling that thing out of our pockets and checking in and sure. sharing our opinion, sharing our thoughts. Yeah. Those water cooler um, items. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, in my mind, just how do we spark and facilitate people starting to do that around their um, their life of faith? Right. Instead of it always just being about all the other... And maybe they do talk about their beliefs and their faith on Facebook already, but it would be really great, in my mind. I'd love to see this happen where we could just have even more of that happening on our Six Ways from Sunday's, um, Six Ways from Sunday page. So we have a Six Ways from Sunday Facebook page right. and an Instagram account. Okay. And we get pretty good engagement mm-hmm. um, and we get lots of shares and likes uh, when we create some you know, creative content or we've also created some, like I said, m- with my background in video production, uh, Robin and I have worked together to create some videos that are just for that purpose. Videos that we think, well, people would really share this. Uh, and some of them have been as simple as Robin and I sit down together and I'll film him delivering a little two-minute snippet on his thoughts on what the Sabbath means. Like, what is the Sabbath? And he'll kind of just explain that in two minutes. Right. And it's just shareable, right? It's just simple content. Or we'll talk about um, heaven and hell. Or we'll talk about, like, we'll just pick a top, random topics that we think people would be interested in. And yeah. we'll do these little two-minute videos. And so we we're creating content like that oh, yeah, for yeah. Uh, specifically for our Six Ways from Sunday page or the podcast. We'll push that out through our Instagram and do a post about like, oh, this week on the on the podcast we had this guest. And um, so sometimes it's it's Robin and I talking about things, um, 
over a cup of coffee and then other times we bring in just different guests on the podcast so there's always lots of fuel that you can use or resources that you can use to create content right um so i i think in my mind it's really about first of all making sure that you have the time to 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 manage the social media platforms and to create the content that can be a hurdle Mm. um and then just getting the content right so that people are engaging with it so we are like i said it is growing and we're seeing increasing engagement on those platforms yeah but um i just i just want more i want want to see it get bigger i want to see people people uh commenting and engaging and sharing their thoughts yeah more as well Uh, well i mean this podcast will be available on both so the people that are listening to it already on uh, rising spirit or six ways from sunday um, will know this information but for those who don't know this information how do people connect with you so the easiest way is to go straight to risingspiritministry.com. Uh, we also have a website specifically for Six Ways, which is Six Ways From Sunday, all words, not the number six. So Six Ways From Sunday. Ca. That one's right. a CA website. But yeah, risingspiritministry.com has links to Six Ways. It's got links to Robin's uh, blog. It's got links to our archived sermons and to our live stream. And are there other platforms that the content's available on as well? Uh, yeah, so we, we post to our um, Six Ways from Sunday Facebook page. If you go on Facebook and search uh, Six Ways from Sunday. Uh, and then we also, the Pinocchio United Church and Bash United Church also have Facebook pages. And we'll share stuff through through those as well. Just right. to kind of get it to out to everyone as many ways as possible. But yeah, and then um, yeah, our, our contact information is also available on the Rising Spirit Ministry doc dot com website if anyone wants to get in touch with myself or with our uh, minister uh, robin uh, or our team that is great you know if you want to and i've felt this since we first met three years ago if folks want to get a glimpse of what the future of the church could look like and how it can be successful in reaching people they have to check out what you're doing here in bashaw and Pinoka because it is amazing Ben, thanks so much for spending your time with us today. I uh, appreciate you saying that, Stephen. It's an honor and a privilege to, to share with you. Thanks for having me on. It was great. That's it for this week, friends. Thank you again for taking some time out of your day to join us. And as always, if you feel so inclined, we would so appreciate your help in getting this content into the ears of more people. And you can easily do that by simply sharing a favorite episode of the podcast on Facebook or sending the link uh, by text or email to some of your family and friends or anyone who might be interested in checking it out. You can tell them that they can find us on iTunes, but just by searching Six Ways From Sunday or searching for Six Ways From Sunday right on their podcast app on their phone. We have a few more guests on the waiting list to record some new episodes with uh, the rest of this month and heading into December that I'm really excited about. So we are definitely going to finish out the end of season two with some awesome conversations that you will not want to miss. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well on your app and that way you'll get a little notification each time a new episode hits the web. Until next time, thank you again for your open mind and your curious heart and be well.